Welcome to More Than a Budget, a podcast presented by Relational Media. Co-founders Jeff Fine Thomas, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and John Mitchell, a certified financial planner, combine the fields of psychology and personal finance to help couples improve their relationships and discover what is more important than money. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Jeff. And today we're talking about time zones, which doesn't sound at all like anything. Time zones like Central, no Pacific, no Eastern. Well, I mean, sure, but no. So a funny thing happens a lot of times in discussions that we have about planning events, whether it be, you know, relational or financial. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about both. But sometimes I could be talking about our future. And my wife may be unable to think about the future because she's struggling with what's going on right here in our present financially. Mm. Can you, and could you make sense of that? Oh, for sure. So I'm trying to say, Hey, we need to be thinking about how we're going to save for retirement or how we're going to pay off the house or how we're going to eliminate this debt. And she's going, um, we have some bills that are due and I'm not sure how we're going to get those paid here this month. Um, or we have, you know, a repair coming up. We got a water heater that just went out and thank you very much for thinking about our future. And I love you. And I'm very going to show some gratitude, which we've talked about recently, <laughs> but dad gummit, that's not where I can be right now. Yeah. So we're in different time zones. Gotcha. Right. Um, and I, you know, we all have played with the idea that opposites attract, right. Mm-hmm. And whether that's, you know, scientifically provable or not, we'll leave to other people. But one of the things that I have noticed in relationships is that um, there is a common experience that people have different skills um, that come together in relationships. And one of those things is, is that sometimes you've got somebody who's a dreamer who likes to always think about the future. Uh-huh. And you've got somebody who is more present. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm one of those people who has a really hard time being present. You're a planner. Yes. Literally. Literally. So you're always thinking about the future. I'm always thinking about all the risks that are out there and and how I can navigate them and what would be the best course and what would be the most efficient. And my spouse is this wonderful lady who can be bright and present and thoughtful and all of these things. She's in the moment. She's in the moment. She's enjoying the moment. Now, um, not a huge surprise, we benefit from this. Mm -hmm. We benefit from... Um, this shared difference. Their complementary skills, maybe. Yes. Yeah. But it causes some stress at times when we can't get into the same time zone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another time zone, and maybe we should start with this one. Okay. And that's um, when your time zone's in the past. Yeah. You want to introduce that a little bit? You know, you might, you might sort of uh, make an assumption that when people come to therapy... They lay down on the couch and they talk about their childhood. Their mother. Their mother, exactly, their mother. <laughs> the therapist is smoking a cigar and sure. has, you know, a sweater or something mm-hmm. like that. Right? Yeah, it is true that we talk about our past, but uh, only for the service of the present or, or potentially the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not, um, we're not mining the past just because um, we're, but to your question, to your point, you know, I think people often 
when they come to therapy, they're thinking about their past in one way or another, especially if it's a couple, because they've kept some kind of a ledger sure. about what bad things happened. Mm-hmm. And they have resentments or things about the past that are unresolved. And they're wanting to say, it's time for us to resolve this, right? I am, we are now in front of a disinterested third party and I'm going to tell on you. Yeah. And we're not moving forward. Right. And we're certainly not going to look to the future. Right. Until these are addressed. Right. So I think, you know, the upside of looking at the past is that you learn from what has happened, right? You have this potential to resolve the thing that's unresolved. But the cost is that you can get trapped in the fear or anxiety of that time, the resentment or the frustration or whatever you went through during that time if you get stuck there. So I think this is probably, I mean, you tell me, but this is probably true in financial subjects as well. If people are thinking, you know, my husband always spends, you know, $10,000 on golf every year and he's always going to spend golf, you know, his golf money every year, we're never going to save anything. You can get so stuck in what happened, you know, for the last Mm -hmm. period of time that you can, you stop thinking, oh, it could change in the future or, oh, I could find a different way of thinking about this or handling this situation in the present. Yeah, it makes it really difficult to have a conversation where um, you're on the same page. And, and we use this phrase over and over and over because it's one of the most common frustrations among couples is that, you know, they are communicating past each other. Um, you know, I'm saying something, yeah. and instead of you really hearing that, understanding it, and responding to it, you have some other thought going in a different direction. Right. And so we're both talking, but nobody's really making any movement. Right. And, you know, I spend maybe not quite as much time as you do in front of clients or patients, but, you know, we do find an occasional argument that takes place over a financial matter. And I'm sure you do. And one of the things that I've picked up over the years is that a lot of those arguments are often fueled by people being in different time zones. And while it's great when somebody's um, thoughtful about the future, all the great things, future people tend to be uh, more, in my personal opinion, just, just in my experience, people who are in the future tend to be thinking, here's how we're going to make things better. They're in the future to improve things, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, there, there could be people who, you know, are so glass half empty that they're looking, you know, into the future and all the bad things that are going to happen. Sure. But... More often than not, I see the positive side of that. But that's really frustrating to somebody who's trying to deal with the expenses at hand or that's trying to um, work on what our actual financial history has sure. been. Sure, sure. And, and the other person is going, well, that's all great, but here's how we're going to fix this problem. And the other person is going, we, don't, we haven't even identified the problem yet. Yeah. So those moments of disconnect on time... Um, play into financial arguments, I think, more often than people might um, experience or might might appreciate. Yeah, I, I think the benefits of looking at the future, or one of them anyway, is that you you begin to think about what you can plan for, right? So it, it makes sense to be thinking about the future in that way. But the cost is I might be idealizing or devaluing the future, right? Like sure. I'm, 
I'm there too much for one of the other purposes, right? Mm-hmm. I'm to avoid the suffering I think is going to happen or to imagine that, you know, everything's rosy and that'll be the solution to all my present problems. You and I have talked a lot about the process for a couple to get financially on the same page. And, you know, I've talked a lot about location. You got to know where you are financially yeah. before you can set a new course. Right. You got to know where you're leaving from in order to know how to get to where you want to go. Yeah. And you've also helped our listeners with this idea of sometimes the reason I can't move from where I am to where I want to go is because I don't really understand why I make the choices I make. Yeah. And maybe if I understood those a little bit better, where I come from, I might have some more freedom to choose different things. That's right. So I'm going to say that this is, it's important to spend time in each of these three time zones that exist around us. It is important to understand the present, to know what your financial location is, to understand your current financial circumstances, um, for it to be shared information, for there to be kind of a way that you talk about where things are that you both understand. But I think it's also important that there be times that you look back. We've talked about date night, where it's it's always great to go back and say, hey, what did this mean to you? Or what did you do when you were a kid when it came to vacations? Or what did you, you know, how did how did clothes show up at your house? You know, just these things of kind of understanding the culture, the financial culture of who I married um, and vice versa. But then there's also the thing of even if you're somebody who loves to live in the present, it's also important that you spend some time thinking about where you want your future present to be. Yeah, that's right. And you might reflect on your past in order to understand that. So what we want to say today is, if you're having financial discussions about planning, there are good times, there are appropriate moments to be in all three of these time zones. Yeah. But what's really appropriate is that you both are there together. So one of the things that I recommend people do is that they argue or plan or explore in the time zone together. And if they're having a disconnect, to ask the question, are we in the same place? If we're actually trying to talk about our past, let's make sure we're both there. If we're dealing with what's going on in the current budget, let's not involve future planning. Let's have that be a different discussion altogether where we can both be in the same time. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think if you're having a hard time being in a certain time zone, if your watches are not synchronized, right, then I think it's really important to say that out loud. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it might be an assumption that is not visible entirely to one or both people during this conversation that you're somewhere else, right? You're in a different time zone and you might not even realize it. I function so much in the future as a planner Mm -hmm. that um, my wife will occasionally touch me on the arm in the middle of a conversation, look me in the eye and say, I don't know where you are, but I'm right here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or something to that <laughs> Bringing variety. you to the moment. Yeah, bringing me yeah. into the moment. Yeah. And then I can go, oh, wait a minute, you're right. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in this moment with you. I think it makes, you're making a really great point, which is there are two sides to this. One is if your partner is seeing you 
not being in the moment, and that's where you both need to be or, or mm-hmm. your partner believes you need to be there, then having that kind of gentle moment where they pull you into the moment or invite you into it can be very helpful. And the reverse is also true. If you find yourself being in a spot where you're just having a, you know, a struggle right then to get out of it, saying to your partner, hey, I'm not sure if I can think in the present or think about the past or think about the future, whichever one you're wanting, would you mind sitting down and, and sort of grounding me with this right now? Mm-hmm. And, th- and that way you're inviting them to help you. Correct. So as you get into these discussions, if you're going to do some planning, if you're going to do some discussions about, you know, how to advance your cause financially, pay attention to where you are and where your spouse is and see if you're on this, not just on the same page, but if you're in the same time. So I have one more thought before we close up. And that is, I think you pointed out a really interesting thought because of your profession, you're persistently looking to the future. And maybe your spouse notices that problem and does the thing you just mentioned, which is sort of puts her hand on your shoulder and says, hey, where are you? And that calls you, right? That calls you (laughs) to the present, right? Um, But I also think there's something really important about knowing why your partner might be in one location or another. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure, I, I'm almost certain your wife knows that one of the reasons that you're persistently in the present is because you have a professional interest in being in the present. It's a, it's a common way for you to think, I'm guessing. And so, um, you know, her knowing that gives her a clue that says, well, John isn't, you know, trying to thwart this situation, right? He's trying to do what he does. Think about where we're headed. Yes. And so she can align with that, knowing that that's the case. Mm -hmm. But if that's just an example, if you don't know why you or your partner is the way they are, Mm -hmm. find out. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't come by this by accident. No, it's not happening accidentally. It's definitely happening by some pattern. Uh So find out what that pattern means by asking your partner. Yeah, so that's an excellent date night question. Yeah. So do you, you know, you probably already know, (laughs) but do you find yourself more in the past, the present, or the future? Yeah. I personally find myself, because of my profession, in the present persistently. Mm Mm-hmm because I have to listen right now. If I'm not paying attention right now, if I'm out somewhere else, bad things occur. So for me, um, I, my attention is often in, in the present. And But on date night, you ask that question, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where are you? Past, present, or future? And of course, your state of mind will change at a given moment. Maybe you have a propensity for one over the other. Maybe you favor one over the other. But my guess is that people shift between them all the time. So we've got a financial planner, a therapist. Maybe for this episode, we were missing a historian or an archaeologist. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> Maybe we, get, we should get one on for another episode. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a like, comment, or review. And tell your friends. New episodes drop weekly. Learn more about Jeff and John at relational-media.com. 